This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 349, our final episode of the year. I'm Andrew. I am Eric. Uh, Micah. We are joined by one of our Slug Club members this week. Hi, Hayden. Hello. Hailing from Atlanta, Georgia, where you got a foot of snow, I understand, recently? I did. It's still, there's still pieces of ice outside that haven't melted from a week ago. But you're in the South. What's going on? It's just very cold, which I don't like. Yeah, same. Why did you I move need, to Chicago? Uh, Southern Hagrid to come shovel for you. <laughs> Is he offering, Micah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Always. Very friendly guy. I checked with him. That reminds me. We'll add this later in the discussion. Oh, I'm adding it right now. Why doesn't Hagrid play Santa at Hogwarts? I was thinking oh. about that this morning. Yeah, I wonder. Anyway, we have a lot to get to this week. This will be a Christmas-themed episode. We also have some video game news to talk about. We found out about a second Harry Potter video game that is coming out in 2018. We'll also look ahead to 2018, see what we Harry Potter fans have to look forward to. Because it seems like every year now, there's there's plenty of stuff to look forward to. So lots to do today. But first, let's get your fandom ID, Hayden. What's your favorite Harry Potter book and movie? Favorite book would be the fourth one. I just like the storytelling in that one. And then favorite movie, it has to be the first one. It's just the most magical of them all. What's your Hogwarts house? That's a bit conflicted. <laughs> because when I first took the Pottermore quiz, I had always self-identified as Ravenclaw. And when I first took the Pottermore quiz, it was like, oh, yeah, you're a Ravenclaw. It's like, cool. And then they revamped it and I retook it. And then I retook it three times. And all three times it said I was a Gryffindor. So I don't know what to think anymore. Gryffindor. What house merchandise do you have? What I have is Ravenclaw just because I had bought a lot of it early on. So yeah. Okay, good. How about your Ilvermorny house? Horn Serpent, which kind of matches up with Ravenclaw, which is I'm like, you know, that second one. I don't know about the Gryffindor. Yeah. What's your favorite Fantastic Beasts character? Jacob, by far. Aw. And finally, uh, since this is our holiday episode, any Harry Potter gifts on your wish list this Christmas? Only the uh, illustrated edition, the third book. I haven't gotten it yet, so I figured I'd just ask for it for Christmas. Okay, cool. And uh, speaking of Christmas, I know you're like literally stare- facing your Christmas tree, aren't you, too? Yes, <laughs> I am. Ethernet. <laughs> 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 Thank you. The things we do for podcasting. Anyway, it's good to have you on. Thanks for your support over on Patreon. And uh, yeah, we'll have a fun time today. Speaking of fun, what's this news story, Micah? You wanted to talk about this to kick off the show. Yeah, I just happened to see this yesterday as I was uh, looking through news for the show. And I found out that uh, J.K. Rowling was doing a bit of responding on Twitter, debunking myths about writing. And she actually uh, let the world know how she came about with all the Hogwarts houses. And uh, she said, the best thing that I ever wrote was on an airplane sick bag. Came up with the Hogwarts houses on it. So I don't know what that means for the, the four houses. Uh, this is, I guess, inspiration comes from anywhere, huh? <laughs> Who yeah. wrote this note? This is savage. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I wanted to know, is this proof that Hufflepuff is pure vomit? No. (laughs) She didn't write it inside the bag, Micah. Uh, You never know. Maybe she needed a little bit of support to write, so she filled it up first, and then Hufflepuff is the first house she wrote. This is is the the great... Like early '90s Joe that we all know and have heard of, right? The the author who's got so much story in her 
that she's grabbing any surface that she can to write the the napkins and the airplane sick bags and because there's not a lot of places to write unlike maybe the sudoku uh challenge in the back of the magazine is another place you could possibly scribble some uh some words down but i love this picture of joe just you know grabbing whatever she's got and 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 writing down as it's coming to her do we think she still has the barf bag i think it's probably under lock and key somewhere i think it'd be kind of fun for her to actually throw up into it someday why are we even talking about this (laughs) (laughs) but it is interesting it is it's genuinely yeah well and you know what Uh, we spoke about that um history of magic book based on the new exhibit over in London. And weren't the didn't they have the other, she had the other like sorting ideas or something? Or were the other ways to place yeah. students? Yeah. Right, right, right. It would have been cool if that barf bag was on display in the exhibit. Yeah, look, I I, I thought it was, a, it was an interesting piece to share. Yes, absolutely. Perfect holiday fodder. Thank yeah. you, Micah, for that. <laughs> Get a little... uh have a little too much at the holiday party and it ties right in. I wonder what, uh, if there were alternate house names, you know, I mean, a surely unlike Athena did not spring fully formed from her head at, at in one go. Um, or did they? Huffle. Bruh. That was an alternate <laughs> name. Wow. You took it one step further right there. <laughs> so Let's now that will equally share the hate mail that's going to come in. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm a Hufflepuff and I'm not cool with that. Griffin blah, Raven blah, Slither blah. There, see? Okay, Equal op- there we go. opportunity. Now nobody can be mad at me. All right, <laughs> let's talk about some news, current news. We found out about a new Harry Potter video game. So last month we found out that Warner Brothers has started a new division called Portkey Games. And at the same time we had found out there's going to be a Pokemon Go style game called Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Now we're learning about another game called Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. This is another mobile game, but the big deal about this one is that you will get to be a student at Hogwarts, go through all seven years. It'll be set in the 80s. It's by a different developer this time, still with Portkey Games, but not the Pokemon Go people. This this is by Jam City. They have made games including Marvel Avengers Academy. They say you will see some iconic Hogwarts professors as you go through your seven years at Hogwarts. They said they were inspired by the recent hype around the 80s. They decided to set the game in the 80s because of the recent success of Stranger Things and then the revivals of Star Wars and Star Trek. Everybody's just got 80s fever. Though, I don't really know what that means for Hogwarts because it's not like Hogwarts is going to be like neon colors and classic rock playing in the halls. Leg warmers. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I didn't really understand why they needed to set it in a specific time period. I feel like you could throw it in at Hogwarts at any time and it's going to kind of be the same. I think that has to do with whatever narrative story they're telling. You know, it says here in this article from The Hollywood Reporter that they're going to be featuring well-known characters and settings. So their decision to include somebody like Dumbledore would set it either during Harry's year or before because Dumbledore does not survive so you know you need to make those sorts of choices depending on what familiar characters you're looking to put in the game i also think they i'm glad that they said where it's going to be set because if by putting it in the 80s they're avoiding the harry potter timeline and thus you don't have to people aren't going to be expecting to run into harry ron and hermione and i guess like obviously what the trio are up to in the 90s affects what's going on in the castle so by saying this is in the 80s before harry potter nobody's coming in with the expectation of like oh i'm gonna battle voldemort i'm gonna have to sneak off to hogsmeade or stuff like that right right i would love to hang with like a a 13 year old charlie and bill weasley though maybe towards the end of the 80s just see what they were like but this is a great idea. I mean, it's so easy to market, too. Like, reading the announcements and stuff, they were like, you just got your letter to Hogwarts. It's time to go to Hogwarts. And another thing that they said, Jam City, when they were trying to figure out what kind of game to do, they did a bunch of surveys with fans. And most of them said that what they wanted in the game, in a game, was the opportunity to go to Hogwarts. So that's why they went with this idea. Yeah. I mean, this is like they, we, we've, have, I've, I've always wanted this. Yeah. 
everybody was extremely excited by this news. It was the top story on Hypable throughout the day. It did very well on social media because everybody's always yearn to go to Hogwarts and really the only way you could sort of kind of do it is go to the theme parks and experience Hogwarts castle. Right. But you can't climb the castle walls unless you want to get arrested. So this gives you the opportunity, I think to, <laughs> and, and you can at least go places that are probably roped off down in Orlando. So at least uh, there's that, but we were talking a little bit about this before the show during our, uh, our patron hangout. This seems very much along the lines of Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game that that came out this year. In terms of just being open world and the, and the access that's available, what I wonder is, will it be somewhat limiting just knowing that it's on a mobile device in terms of the experience? Yeah, it's possible. So we don't know if it's going to be open world yet. And I downloaded Avengers Academy by Jam City because I wanted to see the types of games that they make. And you can walk around. Actually, that's a lie. I didn't download it. I watched a gameplay video on YouTube. It seemed like you can walk around a little bit, but there are also like those slide cards as you described them before we were recording, Eric. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm hoping it's not a game where there's like a lot of slides that you just hit next through. I would love an open world Hogwarts. That's what everybody wants. That's why we're all excited by this news. We want to go up and down the castle stairs as they move around. We want to walk to a classroom. We want to walk to the astronomy tower, the Allery, the dungeons, the Quidditch pitch. Like, it would just be amazing. So they haven't released any screenshots yet. Hopefully we'll get some more. We do know it's coming this spring, so it is pretty soon. And they also said they've been working on it for two years so that makes me hopeful that this could be open world. Yeah, it's not sort of like rush to fill a, a rush to meet a, a demand. There's this quote here from the Jam City president, Josh Uwato, says there are not many Harry Potter titles in the App Store because JK and her team are very selective. But the creative vision we had and the artist we brought forward to work on the game got them comfortable with working with us. So they must have some kind of unique approach It excited JK Rowling's people looking forward to it as far as open world games i mean the original the first couple harry potter video games for pc and might have been playstation had an open world setting you could roam around hogwarts you could collect you know birdie bots beans that had been discarded and fantastic famous witches and wizards cards and, and things like that and as the movies went on and they became you know movie games they were a lot less focused on roaming around but as recently as Pottermore at PlayStation Home, which was a really nice... Did you guys ever get in on that? Uh, no. 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 That was free roaming and 3D. I mean, but it was very limited to like the Charms Classroom or Diagon Alley or... But you, it was very much like you had an avatar and you could roam around. And it was really immersive. And for as... I guess in the end, it wasn't attended as much in general PlayStation Home was not but it was a really cool experience and i really want to see more and more and more of that what's so interesting to me though is is on the video game front they've never seemed to be able to get it right all these years that they've had the opportunity to create potter video games it's just it's never felt natural to your point eric about having you know, your own avatar being able to explore this world it's ever expansive and that's surprising to me. I mean, I know sometimes that happens when you have movies come out and they try to model the video games after the movies. It takes on a different kind of feel to it. I know I always talk very highly of the Lego Harry Potter games because I feel like they are the most they are the most fun for sure, but they are the most closely tied to the books as well as to the movies. So I'm just surprised that we haven't gotten there yet and you know we're yeah. well after the the last book and the last movie have been released Aiden do you play any Harry Potter games the only ones I like played religiously were the Lego games which I thought were phenomenal I played like the first movie game when it was out on like the original PlayStation and stuff like that but as they went on they got too complicated and not fun so I stopped yeah. playing I have seen some headlines calling this a prequel video game, and that I just think is the wrong way to put it, because there's no story that's going to be specifically leading into Harry's story. You are just... Right. I assume, I think this could kind of be like a choose-your-own-adventure game. Maybe you pick your courses. 
And then there's the question of like, will this hook into Pottermore? Because presumably they would want to have the user go through the Sorting Hat experience in the game. But do we really want to do that when we've already been sorted? And same thing with Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Like, are we picking a house in that one too? It just seems like there's a lot of opportunities coming up where we're going to be getting sorted again. And there's going to be all these discrepancies in our house selections. And then we're like, what the heck am I actually? So I would like to see all these games hook into Pottermore. Connect, meaning you connect your Pottermore account, sort of like how you sometimes will log into a website through Facebook, and then the app will get your Ilvermorny house, your Hogwarts house, your Patronus, and maybe if you don't want to be that house, there's an option to override that, but I think they should give you that ability so <laughs> there aren't discrepancies. Our patrons are having fun listening live talking about the 80s setting for this game. Katie, uh, highly in particular, said, I need to know the spell to make bouffant bangs <laughs> and denim robes, anyone? <laughs> yeah, the 80s were, were fun for all, I think. And then Katie says the Ford Anglia can turn into the DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, all, all for that. I expect to see Slimer hanging out with Peeves. Slimer, definitely. Slimer is very much a Peeves. I think that's probably the closest uh, nostalgic comparison. And John says, come on, two years in development, give us screenshots. I, I agree. So um, a celebration of Harry Potter is coming up, the official Harry Potter conference thing in Universal. Yes, Nat Tenna is going, by the way. Yes, that was announced this week. And so they've been making a lot of announcements there in recent years. So I'm hoping that this year they're going to have demos or at least some photos of these two games coming up. And I think we actually may be covering a celebration of Harry Potter this year both MuggleCast and Hypable. So we'll be there, hopefully, and uh, report back. But that's actually a reason I really want to go to Celebration this year, because they might have previews of these this game, and maybe they'll have some news about that theme park ride that they're building. That I really want to know. I know, right? So we'll see. Two games. I uh, Do we expect any more games coming out in 2018? Well, maybe. A, well, they didn't do a, a movie tie-in video game for the first Beasts. Well, that the case of beasts. Oh yeah, well the mobile game. Okay, I'm thinking of a console game. But, oh okay. Um, and did they I do some LEGO sort Dimensions. of plug in for Lego as well for Fantastic? Yeah, Beasts? yeah, the the Lego Dimensions one. There might be a new Lego Dimensions, uh, Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald thing. I think that's probably natural. I'm just wondering, like, how many games they would want to release per year. I think two is enough. You don't want to flood the market with a bunch of random Harry Potter games. Like, spread spread them out. Well, if they're just on mobile, like people won't, not everybody downloads mobile games. Like I don't even look at mobile games. I don't either, actually. By the way, when I was seeing Star Wars the other day, this saying Crimes of Grindelwald just reminded me, the Regal theaters have like this thing called Nuvi. Have you guys seen this in the pre-show? No. It's like, uh, you know, they have updates on movies coming up. There was like first take before that. They just changed the name of it, didn't they? Exactly. Exactly. I hate the name Nuvi, N-O-O-V-I-E. But then just randomly during it, a slide comes up saying, want to know more about the crimes of Grindelwald? Just go to Nuvi. But it didn't say Fantastic Beasts ahead in front of it. I was like, well, that's weird. Like, do people know what the crimes of Grindelwald even is? I don't know. This is a thought that I had while I was sitting watching Star Wars. Yeah, I had like 20 minutes of previews before Star Wars. It was grueling. By the way, Hayden, what do you think of all this Johnny Depp crimes of grindelwald drama going on i don't know it's a struggle for me because i really do want to see the movie i really like the idea you had last week or someone had last week of just waiting a week and kind of just skipping the opening box office time okay yeah i'm gonna start a facebook group on that then yeah i don't know it's a bit of a struggle just because they did end it civilly and then amber heard came back and tweeted something about it saying like don't forget like just because it's settled doesn't kind of mean it's over. Or like, look at the terms of what we said. Right. She wasn't happy that Warner Brothers didn't share the full legal statement. She had posted the full thing on Instagram. Okay. So yeah, you were you were bothered by it too, it seems. Yeah. Well, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, we did get some interesting news. Good news for Eric. And I think we were kind of touching on this a little bit in a recent episode. Eddie Redmayne has confirmed there will be beasts. In Fantastic Beasts, too. 
Good. I, I needed this. You're right. <laughs> Specifically, he named the Niffler and uh, Pickett as two that will be coming back, which isn't too much of a surprise. They are two of the most popular creatures. So, But then they also teased that a new Chinese creature is going to be in this one. They didn't say what, but then I was Googling to try to find some hints. And apparently at the Chinese premiere or some Chinese event, around the first Fantastic Beast movie, they did announce to the audience that there would be a Chinese creature in the sequel, and that got a lot of applause. We don't really know much about any Chinese creatures other than the Chinese fireball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my uh Thank you, Mike, and that was the obligatory uh, ooh. So we'll just have to wait and see what it ends up being. There's this list of beasts here. Did you do this research, Micah? I did a little bit of research. Yeah, I, I opened up the Fantastic Beasts Illustrated Edition, which is still drying out. The only version of that book that you've read, we found out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one thing I just wanted to go back to, though, first, before we jump into maybe trying to figure out what creature it could be, was a statement by David Heyman because it relates to beasts and the role that they're going to play in the next movie he said there are as many beasts in the film as in the first, so that is a good thing. But the main driver in the first film was finding the beasts. That's not the driver in this film. It's not a central part of the plot. But the beasts feature in the film and feature strongly. I'm okay with that, I think. Yeah. All right, so getting back to uh, what formidable Chinese creature we could see, the first that obviously comes to mind is the Chinese fireball in the movie, at least, we only saw it pulled out of the bag and in the palm of uh, Barty Crouch. Mini senior. version, yeah. Yeah, we didn't see a full-fledged Chinese fireball, so that seems like the most likely option. And I think it's one of the only beasts, if not the only beast, that's specifically mentioned being in China in that Fantastic Beast Illustrated Edition. The other options that came up were a phoenix, and that China is one of the places around the world that you can find a phoenix. So I don't know if there's any theories there. I mean, it makes sense with Dumbledore being in this movie that if Fox were to show up or if it was Newt that gave Fox to Dumbledore, like that could be an easy way for it to show up. I totally subscribe to that. I like that. The next one is uh, Reem. Is that how you say that? Ram? Ram? Yeah, I'm gonna. However you say it, Eric, that I'm gonna go with that. Uh, Ray and or Ray like because is that apostrophe? Yeah, but this is an extremely rare giant oxen with golden hides. They're found both in the wilds of North America and the Far East. So, just given that it mentioned Far East, I, I pulled this one out. Their blood gives the drinker immense strength, though difficulty in procuring it means that supplies are negligible and rarely for sale on the open market. On the open market? So there's probably a black market. There could be. And I like the idea of somebody being in search of immense strength. Grindelwald, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Getting a little close to Voldemort, drinking blood to uh, stay alive. Yeah, but, the, uh, uh, the unicorn blood, yeah. Unicorn, yeah, but um, I don't know. Yeah, and then the only other beast that was mentioned that could be in this part of the world was a sea serpent. It's found in the Atlantic, Pacific, and Mediterranean. They're alarming in appearance, but they generally don't attack humans. So that would lead me to believe that, uh, unless they take a different spin on it in the movie, that formidable at least gives me the sense that they're going to try to attack in some way whatever this beast is, that the beast, I should say, is putting up a fight in some way or shape or form. So that would potentially rule out the sea serpent. Or it could just be a beast that is not in the book and uh, they're going to have play a significant role in, in the movie, kind of like they did with the Obscurus. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that it'll be a new creature because I feel like with each movie, J.K. Rowling will want to introduce some new ones for us. To us. Yeah, and that almost can't be helped the way that they added those beasts to Fantastic Beasts, you know, after the movie came out, they added those five or six more creatures. That'll probably still be a practice that happens where for freedom, for creative freedom, they're going to introduce beasts that aren't in that book. 
Yeah, you don't want them to be tethered to just the creatures that we see in the book. Well, but I mean, there's plenty of creatures in that book that we've never seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And on one hand, I'm thinking, well, Newt wouldn't have put them in the book because he hadn't met them yet. Like at the point when Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was originally published, he hadn't yet met whatever creature we see in Crimes of Grindelwald. However, the version of Fantastic Beasts that we have is supposed to be the most up-to-date 1990s and beyond version. So by then, he would have met the beasts. I would also just point out that in the art of Fantastic Beasts books, not the illustrated, but like the the movie one, I think there are a bunch of like rejected creature designs. So maybe we could look there for answers as well. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe they were kicking around some certain creatures and then they cut them from the film. Well, there was one of those, uh, there was a small clip in a documentary, I forget, we talked about this when we went through the special features of the Fantastic Beasts Blu-ray, but there's a documentary and for like a couple seconds, they spin through like 40 beasts that weren't used, that they had concept art for. The one I remember the most is um, was like an iceberg beast. It was like a partial iceberg, it was kind of like, like a Lapras Pokemon and it was totally amazing in concept. So I hope that features prominently in a future Beast film. Final news item to talk about today. We just wanted to point out that most of the actors are wrapping their work on Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. The dude who plays Flamel, Brontus Jodorowsky, he uh, Instagrammed his, what's that called? Trailer door, actor trailer door. He said, that's a wrap. That was on December 8th. That was one of the more recent ones. Everybody else finished a week earlier. Yeah, he was raving about it, too. He said, thank you, J.K. Rowling, for the gift that it has been to join this fantastic project. Thank you to the great crew at Warner Brothers. A lot of thank yous for I, maybe it's not a small role. Maybe he's in a lot of it. I think that he's going to be the surprise like favorite character of this film, interestingly enough. But yeah, Alison Sudol, who plays Queenie Goldstein on December 1st, said very pleased to announce that Queenie is wrapped. Dan Fogler, who played Jacob, wrapped uh, just a couple days earlier than that. Thanks, London. It was a blast. Also, Allison's tweet said it's been a very powerful experience. That's interesting. Powerful experience. I think she goes over to the dark side and joins Grindelwald and gets power. I don't know. That sounds like she might be done. Yeah, or like a... Just a game changer of a movie, just like a very deep, heartfelt movie. Powerful. Yeah. I think, you know, I'd love to speculate for hours as to what their role in the film will be based on when they wrapped. Like, if Queenie and Jacob wrapped a week before Nicholas Flamel, does that mean Nicholas Flamel is in more of the movie than them? But then again, like, movies film out of sequence, so it's not very telling at all unfortunately yeah um, but there was apparently a rap party this article from leaky is reporting that different actors or and actresses victoria yeats holly dempsey so there was apparently a rap party on i think it was november 26th so right after the u.s thanksgiving a bunch of people who worked on this film had wrapped so yeah filming is is i guess coming to a close on crimes of grindelwald They'll have a year of post-production before it comes out. Well, like we said, this is our final episode of the year. Christmas is here. So I thought we could talk Christmas in the Wizarding World books. And if we were in the Wizarding World. First question, where would we most like to spend Christmas and why? You mean like a magical location? Yeah, you wake up Christmas morning. Are you in the borough? Are you at Malfoy Manor? Are you at Grimwald Place? I am going to go with the tropical island that Sirius Black stayed on to avoid the authorities. Why? The weather? Yeah, the weather. I'm in Chicago. It's cold. I have to wear sweaters. I was going to say one of my answers to the next thing would be a Weasley sweater. But I, yeah, I'm going to go to the uh, the island when he sent Harry the letters with the tropical bird. And I imagine that would be really nice. Nice way to spend December. But nobody would be there. Nobody would be there. Huh. Well, I was going to say the borough. It's homey. It reminds you of Christmas. There's a whole yeah. family there. Probably a hearth fire. Yeah. The clock is pointing to home for everybody because everybody's home for Christmas. Aww. 
Except for Eric's face. It's pointing to a random island. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would want to be at the burrow. I think it'd be really funny to see one of those gnomes painted gold on the top of the tree that oh yeah, George probably put up there and Jenny probably helped. <laughs> I'd go with uh, Hogsmeade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Spend Christmas Maybe stay there. At the, uh, yeah, why not? The, the three broomsticks. Yeah. But you'll be one of those sad sacks at the Hogshead just drinking alone. Oh, Madame Rosmerta make him feel That's right. what I was going to say. I would give a wink to uh, Madame Rosmerta and <laughs> we'd head over to the Hogshead together. I know. She goes home for the holidays. J.K. Rowling tweeted that. Oh, did she? What? <laughs> did she really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I, just I, totally I, a random fact that she would share. Yeah. There's always Aberforth's goat. Yeah. If I'm drinking at the Hogshead. What would you get Aberforth's goat for Christmas? Goat boots. Ah, <laughs> uh. Lick the salt. <laughs> How about a nice wreath to put around his head? Yeah. You get multiple gifts, right? Yeah. If we were in the Wizarding World... What would be at the top of our own personal wish list? I would have to ask for something expensive. I mean, I would probably ask for a really nice broom. Yeah. Oh, God. Like a like a firebolt would be fantastic. I'm going to go simple. I just want wizard's chess. Like a, a working set of chess pieces that, that kill each other and then get rebuilt. You can get that in the real world. Did you know? No, 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 no. They're not animated. Right. Yeah. I think it's something incredibly simple, but super fun. I'd want a Niffler. Like as your Hogwarts pet? Yeah. Hogwarts animal? Yeah. I think a bunch of wizards or the Weasley's Wizard Wheezies products would be pretty cool to get. Yeah. Yeah. They should do like a gift pack. You know how like some businesses will do like gift boxes? You just buy the gift box and it's a whole bunch of things in one. They should do that. In fact, they should do that in the Wizarding World theme park buy like a mystery bag and there's like five different items in one that'd be fun that'd be pretty cool yeah what is that the is that like a loot crate what is that called yeah like a loot crate but what's that soap store at the mall like they have gift bags as well gift boxes and like my favorite bagel place here in chicago chicago bagel authority they have like a holiday gift box that comes with coffee grounds a shirt stickers weasley wizard weezes could do that whole thing i like that idea I'd actually trade that for the Niffler. <laughs> <laughs> does Santa exist in the Wizarding World? That's a serious question. No, but he does in Narnia. No. Oh. <laughs> That's weird, but that reminded me of, um, like, yeah, Father Christmas actually shows up in, I think it's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. In the Narnia yeah. universe. Yeah, he does. But I don't think that... Uh, I don't think that he exists in J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. There is a Santa zooming around in Order of the Phoenix when they're at Grimmauld Place, I believe, when they're sitting down with uh, Mr. Weasley after he's just been attacked. Yes. In the movie you're talking about. In the movie, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm Googling now. There are two references to Father Christmas. Well, one to Father Christmas, one to Santa. In Chamber of Secrets, Ron says... I've seen those things they think are gnomes, said Ron, bent double with his head in a pony bush, like fat little Santa Clauses with fishing rods. And then a goblet of fire, narration, over their heads, he saw that an area of lawn right in front of the castle had been transformed into a sort of grotto full of fairy lights, meaning hundreds of actual living fairies were sitting in the rose bushes that had been conjured there and fluttering over the statues of what seemed to be Father Christmas and his reindeer. Why call him Father Christmas, though? Call him Santa. I think it's a British thing. Yeah. Oh. Hi, I'm American. <laughs> well, yeah, like that quote in the UK version where he says, I've seen those things muggles think are gnomes, like little Santa Clauses. It's like little Father Christmases in the UK version, too. Oh, I see. Okay. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, J.K. Rowling came up with, like, St. Nicholas actually being either Nicholas Flamel or um, another guy who is thousands of years old through, through magic. It seems reasonable. In Prisoner of Azkaban, when they're having Christmas dinner in the Great Hall, Hagrid or Dumbledore should have been Santa. And then you could get up on Santa's lap. I mean, Hagrid would have been the perfect Santa. That would have been the, the perfect opportunity. Hagrid would be the perfect. Can you imagine Hagrid with his hair dyed white? Dyed white, wearing the Santa suit, going, ho, 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 you kids. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> 
I mean, just just the thinking about the other note in our doc, enchanted snowball fights, must be just so much fun. And at Hogwarts, when most of the people are gone over Christmas break, to really have the whole castle to yourself as like battlegrounds, battle like the courtyards and the the bridges and things just for like the most insane enchanted snowball fights. Like that's a dream come true. And also just the peacefulness, the quietness, the calmness of Hogwarts while everybody is away. I may have mentioned this <laughs> when the Hollywood Wizarding World opened. I went in the single rider line for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And like it takes you through its own corridor and nobody was in it. And I felt like I was exploring Hogwarts by myself. It was the coolest thing ever. So I would imagine people got that little feeling when they're alone at Hogwarts over Christmas. Do you think Christmas means as much as it does to us that it does in the Wizarding World? I mean, it seems to be a big deal. They make a big deal about going home for Christmas and presents and spending time with family, like at least the Weasleys do. So it seems to be pretty important. Yeah. Where would be a cool place to celebrate New Year's Eve in the Wizarding World? We know where we want to do Christmas. I wouldn't want to do New Year's Eve at the borough. I'm thinking Diagon Alley. Do they have the uh, equivalent of the Times Square ball in Diagon Alley? <laughs> Instead of a ball, what would it be? <laughs> a Niffler. <laughs> Slowly falling down the pole. I mean, Madame Rosemurda's is probably another like hop in place during New Year's. Like Even just during Hogsmeade weekends, it seems to be full of people. So that'd probably be a pretty fun place to go to. And Hagrid probably gets crazy drunk for New Year's Eve. We never saw that in the books, did we? New Year's Eve. No, I thought you were going to say Hagrid getting drunk, and we did. Oh, yes. Where would you celebrate, Micah? I like the idea of, of Diagon Alley or, or Hogsmeade, get a lot of people, have a few drinks. Yeah. Although, I don't know, how do the Malfoys throw a party? They probably know how to party at Malfoy Manor, especially over New Year's Eve. Back to the real world now. I wanted to talk about what we have look, to look forward to in 2018. So first of all, like I mentioned earlier, a celebration of Harry Potter is going to be in late January. So hopefully we'll get some announcements there, maybe about the video games, maybe about the rides. There is that ride they're working on at Universal, and they haven't really shared any details yet. By the way, Katie is listening live. She says Malfoy Manor would be all black tie and stuffy. Yeah, it would be probably very pretentious. Maybe uh, Slughorn would throw a uh, New Year's party. He's the kind of guy, it seems like, uh, tries to get people together. Yeah. At his place? Or would it be like an exclusive slug club? Yeah, maybe it's a, a slug club uh, New Year's celebration inside Hogwarts. I bet Dumbledore could throw a good party. Just think about how he dresses. Socks for everybody. <laughs> everybody gets socks. Socks for you, very colorful. <laughs> okay, so anyway, also, I mean, I think one of the biggest things coming in 2018 is Chris Child opening on Broadway. That, for Americans, is a big deal because most Americans have only been able to read, and most people around the world, have only been able to read the script book. Now everybody will be able to see it, and I've maintained that it's much better if you see it instead of reading it because it's less about the plot, more about the magic happening on stage. Hayden, do you have tickets? Are you planning on seeing it? I don't. I'm a little indifferent to The Cursed Child just because I did not like the plot. Like, I'm sure I would appreciate the actual theater of it, but like, I'm even going to England next May and have not even bothered to look for tickets because it's not even at the top of my priority list. What are you doing? Are you doing anything else, Harry Potter, over there? Yeah, I'm going to go to the studio tour and probably will go to the library display and then um, go to that shop, the woman who created all the props and stuff um oh okay mina lima yes her and go see that and stuff and him there are two of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool well you'll be right next to the cursed child when you go to mina lima so you can at least just pop around the corner and take a picture out front yeah that's probably about all i'll do yeah and then of course the big thing last big thing harry potter related will be fantastic beasts of crimes of grindelwald everybody knows that I think it's pretty remarkable that we made it through this entire year, which is quote unquote an off year, with so much to talk about here on MuggleCast. I mean, there was really stuff for us to talk about every single week. Yep. I think we owe it a lot to those illustrated editions and 
anniversary editions and they're going to keep coming next year i'm sure we'll probably get at least if we stay on track the illustrated edition of goblet of fire right yeah and jk rowling of course had a bunch of stuff to say we were slowly learning things about fantastic beast 2 theme park news it's been a variety of things yeah it's always interesting to go and, and take a look back and see all of the news that happened throughout the course of the year mm-hmm. you always uh, forget how much happens in you know the course of a year we've had near weekly episodes the entire thing the entire run of it yeah i'm gonna ask a dumb question did weekly episodes start this year or last year i forget it all blends together i know we hit the goal like right when i was about to go on a flight that's all i remember though but it's been a really good year for us like it's been a lot of fun and i, I remember the character discussions for fantastic beasts after we got the blu-rays and it's been a wild ride yeah the commentary commentary but one other thing to mention worth looking forward to in 2018 if you are a fan of the corman strike series by jk rowling or robert galbraith lethal white is coming out in 2018 i don't think there's a publication date yeah i would assume it's coming out i feel like she announced the title very long time ago now obviously she's been busy uh with fantastic beasts 2 and writing the script for that but uh yeah, I, I would anticipate that this book will be released in 2018. Or maybe another book altogether. <gasps> the one about the bunny named Bunny, right? Or the rabbit named Rabbit. What was it? Uh, like I don't know, but something written on a barf bag will be arriving <laughs> in 2018. Quidditch Through the Ages, the illustrated edition. Well, yeah, and then, of course, we will also get to look forward to, or maybe not look forward to, spinoff books related to The Crimes of Grindelwald. Presumably, they will do the script book again. That seemed to be be very popular last year. I didn't, in hindsight, I didn't really love it as much as I thought I would. It didn't like provide us with more, with a lo- many more details. We did get some interesting little tidbits. Like remember, we we found out for sure that that one character had died, but overall, it wasn't like super interesting to read. No, I mean, they cheated, right? It's the script of the final finished film. So it doesn't include any of the like working draft sort of things that even deleted scenes that made the cut weren't in that script. So yeah, I didn't like it at all. The only, the only thing we could gleam was in the stage direction type stuff, right? So no good. No, no me gusta. So what is the... Uh guess for when we will receive the first trailer for fantastic beast 2 if we had to uh star wars aquaman (laughs) (laughs) maybe infinity war uh yeah yeah that's may though i mean that's a long time but i would maybe a second trailer by then i would say maybe a trailer in january february maybe in february with the release of 50 shades freed the final movie in the E.L. James hit series, Fifty Shades of Grey. Do they promise? Do they promise that's the last one? Uh, I think so. They're not splitting the final book into two. I know that. No, but they're doing. They're now those books that go from Mr. Grey's perspective. Yes. The Midnight Sun version of the Fifty Shades. Yeah. Well, if you want to go along with the Marvel theory, maybe a big Marvel movie, Black Panther comes out in February, mid-February. So that could be a good time to release it. How about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Is that coming out this year? Maybe with Jurassic World. I mean, that's probably going to be a giant movie, but that's not till June. A lot of big movies coming out this year. Let me see. They're filming. Filming concluded last month. Oh, July 6th next year. So who knows, Micah? Who knows? What's your prediction? I'm going to go with January 15th. Wow. Very specific. Very specific. I don't know why it would be January 15th, but okay. All right, to wrap up the show today, let's do some quizage, Eric. Yay. So our guest from last week, Danya, is the winner of last week's quizage. As promised, she wrote in as soon as we permitted her to do so with the answer to this question, which is what is the name of Hogwarts Professor Severus Snape in the French translation of the Harry Potter books? And it turns out he is known as Professor Severus Rogue. That is so badass. Isn't that? I want to be called Andrew Rogue. How do you spell that? R-O-G-U-E. 
like a rogue agent, mm. um, somebody who goes off. Isn't on their that own, a little telling, though? Is alone. Hmm. Is isn't that a little bit telling? Maybe. I think you know, rogue in French probably just means loner or something. French people who can who know it better than I do can write in. Right. It might not mean what it means over here. But that stood out when I was coming out with the Quizage question. So super cool. Super cool. And uh, this week's Quizage question is, you know, I promise I know the answer to this one by heart. So math and numbers people might be like, oh, you, you know, it's an arbitrary number. But I remember this for some stupid reason. So it's Quizage. <laughs> How many pages are there in the U.S. hardcover edition of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Do you guys know this answer? No. <laughs> well, I'll just... Oh, man. I'm going to say 680. That's uh, Half-Blood Prince, actually. Uh, 684, I think. Oh, wow. I don't know. I was okay. going to say about like 525 or somewhere around there. Okay. Half-Blood Prince hardback page count. That's 600? I think so. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's paperback. What do you think? What's your guess, Micah? This is Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goblet of Fire. Oh, I should say U.S. edition. Sorry. The U.K. have fewer pages. So Half-Blood Prince, for instance, U.S. has 652, but the British is only 607 and 542 on paperback. I so. thought it was over 700, but maybe I'm wrong. No, that would be right because Goblet of Fire is the longest, isn't it? No, uh, Order. Is the longest. Oh, I'm gonna go with. So anyway, everyone Mike is the warmest so far. So everybody, submit your Quizich answers. Tweet at us at MuggleCast and say my answer for this week's Quizich is blank. Um, once again, the question: How many pages in the U.S. hardcover edition of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? And I'm referring to numbered pages, not like if you count the pages without the page numbers on them and then okay. say, yeah. actually, yeah, okay. We figured. Half-Blood Prince hardback, by the way, is 672 in the U.S. I just looked on Amazon. 672. Oh, not 684, whatever I said. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe Amazon's wrong. No, I think you're right. By the way, James says that March this year was when we started weekly episodes. So thank you, James, for checking thank in. Thank you, James, for looking that up. I can't, can't believe up. it was this year. Yeah. And uh, speaking of books, it just reminded me that when I was on the train going to see Star Wars, keeps coming up today, a mom pulls out her copy of Deathly Hollows, And I'm like, oh, she's reading Deathly Hollows on the train. That's nice. And then she pulls it up. She s- pulls it open. She starts reading it to her kid out loud on the train. I was like, oh, so I paused my music and I was listening to her read. They were towards the end. It was really cute. The kid was just like staring out the window, listening to his mom read the book but also it was like eh, you know it's a train maybe don't do that out loud but it was still touching you tweeted about that i was like what is andrew's problem about this <laughs> was it spoilers were you worried about spoilers i was don't I mean, it's been like 10 years and... it's not a uh, proper train etiquette that's what andrew's getting at i'm more annoyed by people who bring food on the train in chicago than people who read books or people who just watch videos on their phone and think that nobody else can hear what they're listening to <laughs> oh i could yeah. go on and on and on or people who yeah. scribble notes down designing the next great work of literature yeah on Ugh. sick bags come on they have a function that isn't writing your your next great american novel yeah save those for the people who are drunk and need them yeah all right well um that concludes today's main show we're after this though we are going to record a bonus muggle cast for our patrons over at patreon.com slash MuggleCast. What are we going to do, Eric? We are going to read, many people know this, this this story took the world by storm that they fed these seven Harry Potter books into a computer and had a robot write a chapter of a Harry Potter book. And it's actually stunning how good it is. It really feels like J.K. Rowling's writing, which is very, 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 very weird. It's better than The Cursed Child. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's some sort of predictive text system, sort of like how your phone can kind of predict what you may want to say. It's like that, but a lot more high-tech and smarter, so it turned out really good. So we'll each read a page of that. That'll be over at patreon.com slash mugglecasts. You get a lot of benefits by pledging to us. And by the way, it's thanks to our patrons that we are weekly. Thank you to everybody who have supported us this year. It's amazing that we're back doing weekly episodes after so long. 
not doing weekly. There's been so much to talk about, as we said earlier, so much to look forward to in the new year. By being a patron, you can have access to our show notes early, access to our recording studio. You can listen live as we record. You get ad-free MuggleCast, exclusive Facebook group, so much more, including being on the show like Hayden is today. Hope you had fun, Hayden. I did. It was a lot of fun. Good, good. How many times have you been to the Wizarding World? You're kind of close to it. I used to be a season pass holder, so I've kind of been countless times. Um, (laughs) And I had a lot of friends who used to work there too. So it was free tickets because they got a certain amount each year. So Okay. Do you prefer Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley? Diagon Alley by far. I agree. I think it's much more immersive. Yes. Yes. Oh, you got to go down for the Christmas stuff. Have you done that yet? I haven't. I started a new job, so I don't have the vacation time to take off and go down one weekend, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fair, I guess. Adulting. Yeah. But uh, actually, to wrap up today's show and to celebrate the Christmas season, I'm going to play uh, Accio Christmas from Universal Orlando's live performance by Celestina Warbeck. I was raving about this song. We didn't play it on the show, though. So um, this is like a this is not like a studio recording. This is somebody who recorded it while there. It's on YouTube if you want to see Celestina and her banshees in action. It's a lot of fun. Just go to YouTube and search for Akio Christmas. I haven't heard this yet. Wizarding World. Oh, it's going to be stuck in your head all day. I was singing it this morning. Akio Christmas. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah. And I'm Hayden. Thanks again, Hayden. We will be taking two weeks off, so we'll see everybody in early January. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Happy Hanukkah to you, Micah. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody, and see you in the new year. Goodbye. God bless us, everybody. If you are appropriately kind. Christmas!